Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The majority of American voters do not want Biden or Donald Trump to run again. In fact, 58% say that they are open to backing a moderate, independent candidate in 2024 if their only choices are Biden and Trump. Again, I hate to bring up 2016, but polls say a lot of things. <laughs> a majority do not want Biden or Trump to run again. I've got an idea. Here's my idea. Has either party, Republican or Democrat, thought about the possibility of maybe, maybe running a candidate that wasn't almost a teenager when the polio vaccine was invented? <laughs> Start there. Start there. Stunning. Yeah, we talked about that poll a lot yesterday, and something like 60% of Americans don't want Joe Biden to run for a second term. When is the last time that happened? Yeah, well, you're going to get your wish, 60%. There's no way he runs. So Australia may have written a check America is going to have to cash. Have you ever heard that expression of like a guy getting in a fight or shooting off his mouth? Your mouth's writing a check your body's going to have to cash. Uh-oh. Um, uh, but I'm all for it. I'm, I'm frantically trying to remember check writing in general, but yes, I get it. <laughs> I'll get to that Australia story because it could be very important in just a second. Your right? Apple Pay just scanned a, a chip that your swipe can't of uh, something. I need to figure out the whole tapping your credit card on the thing. I haven't set it up It properly. only works about a third of the time. Oh, okay, so it's not just me. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not just some place. I, I uh, some places I'll go. I click eep, immediately. Perfect. The other time I feel around, I click here. There's. I ah, screw it. I end up inserting the thing. I only like tech if it works easily. I'm not wrestling with tech. The first first hurdle I run into, I'm done. I'm not doing this. I'm doing it the old way. Um, I want it to work perfectly and easily. And uh, that happened with my uh, Apple Watch the other day. I bought. I didn't. I didn't have anything with me. Somehow I left the house with no credit card, license, nothing. I changed pants or something. Anyway. I'm at no the phone, st- no lights, no motor car. I'm at the store. I did have my Apple Watch on, though, and I bought a bunch of groceries and just put my Apple Watch next to the thing and paid for them through my oh. app and my watch. And I thought, this is freaking amazing. The this future is, is now. This is just amazing. So as soon as they get the ID into that, which they're talking about in a number of different states, you won't need anything but your watch. You'll have everything what if you I don't, What if I don't want to wear a watch? Can well, they chip me or a suppository get, or something? Get chipped. Get the mark of the beast, then, if that's what you want to do. A couple <laughs> of things for you. Uh, Meta is expected to post its slowest revenue growth ever. Meta is Facebook. And uh, so that thing is maybe over. Maybe. I don't know. Mm, it's still growing, but, yeah, that's a sign. Announced yesterday that Fidelity, which is the biggest holder of 401k money in America, I know that's where my 401k money is, is going to, for the first time, include crypto as one of the options. And I thought, man, if the very conservative business entity that is Fidelity 401k is going to include crypto, I really ought to get some handle on, on what it is and how it works. But there you go. It makes NFTs seem dependable to me. I mean, I get what it is. It's just wild, uh, volatile speculation. Uh, as a payment uh, system, I get it. I understand it more or less, well enough. But as an investment, oh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I agree. it's like going to Vegas. I agree. I get it from a, this is the way we're going to transfer money around. But the putting some of my 401k into the crypto thing seems like seems seriously like gambling. But anyway, that's so that's a pretty big development for crypto. Um, Wall Street Journal's opinion is that the new era of supply shocks, mostly around China and their zero COVID shutdown and everything, risks years of high inflation, uh, combined with the war, obviously. The war, heavy sanctions on Russia that aren't going away anytime soon. What's going on in China? Years of inflation. I, I hope they're wrong, but. Huh. Or draconian policies to counteract it, which ain't going to be a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, uh, in real life, Judy and I ordered furniture in December, partly because, to quote the great Homer Simpson, um, I shouldn't even say this. Maybe I'll paraphrase it. Uh, You know how virtually every dad in America has his spot on the couch, right? Or his (laughs) chair or that sort of thing. The captain's chair, we refer to it as. Um uh, a little Star Trek reference there. Uh, well, my, my my butt groove is definitely well, well established in the captain's chair. I mean, it's uh, you notice it. It's a significant difference when you sit there as opposed to other places. Hmm. So we thought, uh, let's let's move that off into the kind of the informal uh, family roomish place. And we'll get some new. Uh, actually, it's different, but uh, we'll get some new furniture for the family room. Ordered it in December. They told us June or July. They just called us and said, uh, we can deliver it Friday. So, and if you're listening, in the future, this is late April. So is that a sign of things loosening up a little bit, I at least could, temporarily? I don't know. Could be that individual 
situation. I don't have a butt grooved thing. Maybe I should get one. I don't ever. Oh, sit, I don't gosh. ever sit down ever. Wow. I didn't sit wow. down. I guarantee you I never sat down one time yesterday. Probably in the last week I haven't sat see, down. See, that's crazy. I mean, they say sitting is the new smoking. You're absolutely <laughs> on the right end of this thing. Uh, if, if that's case, I'm. Uh, if that's the case, I'm two and a half cartons a day. I mean, I light <laughs> one cigarette with the next one. <laughs> You're one of those people, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, I got to believe never sitting down is the new giving yourself a heart attack also. There's certainly varicose veins. That's funny. But, I, can't uh, even, I can't even imagine sitting down at home. When would that ever occur? Well, I read all day long, and that's frequently sitting down. I don't know. I'm a man who craves leisure. What am I, standing on my legs like some sort of flamingo over here? I'm going to grab a seat. Um, so this is a, this could be a major story. China's South Pacific power play. This is from the editorial board in the Wall Street Journal. Barack Obama's credibility never recovered after he failed to enforce in a, a red line in Syria. We all know that story. Keeping your word is very important. And it applies now to Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison's recent remarks about Chinese power in the Pacific. I share the same red line that the United States has when it comes to these issues, he said, of China's growing influence in the Solomon Islands, which are nearby Australia. We won't be having Chinese military naval bases in our region on our doorstep, he said. He didn't say what the response would be if the red line is crossed. The comments followed news last week that China has signed a security agreement with the Solomon Islands. This is the latest win for Beijing in which they are planning, it is believed, to start militarizing those islands, or at least parking their ships there, parking their military ships there. The government of the Solomon Islands denies that, and of course the Chinese deny that, But and the Solomon Island people may might be serious about it, but when Papa China says, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna. Exactly right. And we have said that's a no-go, and Australia said it loud and proud again yesterday. We are not going to allow that to happen, so that could be a flashpoint. This is a I'm I'm glad we're saying that because this is how you stop Putin from getting where he is today before he goes into Crimea or wherever the first place he went into. You say, no, that's not that's not OK. We're not going to stand for that. So they right. don't even get started with this sort of thing. Xi Jinping yeah. had promised Mr. Obama that China wouldn't militarize artificial islands that they built in the sea. Today, the islands are militarized and capable of projecting power far from China's shores. So that was a lie. We let them get away with it. Apparently, we've now drawn a red line, and so has Australia. Well, and for those not familiar with the South Pacific, the Solomon Islands are close to Australia. They're disturbingly close from an Aussie perspective. Yeah. How about the fact that China actually pulled that off and the world let them do that? They built islands in the sea and then turned them into naval bases and then claim that, well, it's part of China. And the world has let them. That's something. Having not come up with an alternative, who's going to make me, says China. And nobody steps forward. Hey, do you want to hear that stuff from the Alec Baldwin shooting story? Because I haven't actually heard it yet. The headlines look kind of intriguing, but I haven't actually heard it yet. Yeah, I would agree. I was going to say, I don't really have the bandwidth for that story, as the hipsters say these days, but I'm not against it. I hear it's it's interesting. You don't have the bandwidth as in, it's not interesting enough for you to look into? Is that what you mean? Yeah, kind of. I'm not anti, I'm just not pro. I'm agnostic on the question. I don't have the need from a politics standpoint that some people seem to have of like 
turn Alec Baldwin into a murderer because that somehow helps your politics? I don't Because he's on the other team. I don't care about him. Not, I just no, don't. No. He was funny in 30 Rock. I mean, really funny. From what I read, and we've got some of the audio, the reactions of some of the people there on the set after the shooting happened were a little odd. But like I said earlier, I don't know how I'd react. That'd be pretty shocking. Huh. You'd be yeah. in a state of shock for a while, I think. I got to admit, I'm kind of intrigued by it. Yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we dip into that in a little bit? Uh, among other oh. things. Oh yeah, including the Hunter Biden thing. Is that going to go anywhere? Is it of significance? Do you have the bandwidth for that? Does America? <laughs> well, we'll address that question. <laughs> I like when you say things like that. And our text I, I line. Enjoy, sometimes I realize halfway through a sentence that I deserve mockery. And I step up and I do it to save y'all the the, the trouble. There you go. You double down on it. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Text messages from this key Rust crew member about shooting live rounds from a prop gun. It's a serious mistake. Always ends in tears, he tells her. Good to know. I'm still going to shoot mine, though, she replies. Apparently, Gutierrez-Reed wanted to know how the vintage weapon worked. She was going to shoot it offset, her lawyer told CNN. But Seth said don't do it, so she didn't. So there was a conversation about whether or not to put live rounds in that gun and, and, and try it out or something? And that's either the prop master or the uh, armorer who deals with the weapons on the set. Yeah, they will. Okay. What the hell and are we... your smoking gun, pardon the expression. What the hell are we talking about? We're talking about the fatal shooting at the filming of Rust, a movie that I don't know if we'll ever see, in which Alec Baldwin shot and killed a woman accidentally, cinematographer... Uh, Hutchins, uh, who died there. So the person that was in charge of the guns doesn't sound like they were super up on the guns. <laughs> no, that's been part of the story from the beginning. She's right. like the daughter of a famous guy who's good at it, but she was not, allegedly. So let's hear 31. This is a little body cam footage, which I then want to talk about and read some quotes from because it's kind of interesting. This is just the, well, we'll talk about it after you play. Go ahead, Michael. There was uh, several text messages and emails in reference to the use of possible um, live rounds on a different movie set. There's a degree of neglect. Whether that degree reaches a criminal level, that'll be up to the district attorney to uh, to determine. I misunderstood. That's clearly not body cam footage. Um, but that has been coming out, and I find that... I, figure, I feel like we've got to come up with an answer on that, because I understand the need for transparency and all that, but it... It only really seems to apply outside of when there's a question of whether or not the cops did something appropriate or not, and that's why we have them. But it also gets released if it's a celebrity. And then you've got some tragedy that everybody gets to peer in on only because it's a celebrity. In any other yeah. in any other instance, the whole country wouldn't be listening to you know people in the worst moments of their lives having discussions. And I, I don't know that we need that. We're not, I guess my point is, we're not paying attention to it. If it weren't Alec Baldwin, we wouldn't be paying attention to it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's clearly true. I think the answer, and isn't the uh, body cam footage the 30, clip 30? 
That's the one anyway. that, that, that Hanson said was no good. So, <laughs> Oh, never yeah. mind then. Uh, I think the answer to that was, well, freedom, the Freedom of Information Act and uh, FOIA requests, it, they, they have to apply broadly. And if you think it was kind of a poor motivation for making, for filing the request, yeah, you're, you're right. But that doesn't mean the government's going to turn it down. I don't want them to have the right to turn it down. So the video released by the Santa Fe Sheriff's Office yesterday afternoon and a whole bunch of other stuff uh, had this. A responding deputy shows up after, you know, somebody called 911 and all that. My understanding is you were in the room when the lady, a responding deputy, said to Baldwin in the clip before trailing off. I was was the one holding the gun. Yeah, Baldwin replied. What do you need? In a gruff tone, it says here. Um, the deputy told Baldwin to sit tight and not to speak to anyone else as they work to secure the scene and take statements from the witnesses. A few minutes later, the actor is shown sitting with a few crew members and asking one of them for a cigarette. What do you got? Baldwin asks the crew. Marlboro, meet him. I'll take it, Baldwin says. My hands are shaking. I'll take anything. So he turned to tobacco to calm his nerves. Um, uh, so a, a lot was made yesterday in various circles about the gruff tone and making him seem like he was not um, uh, cooperating and that sort of stuff. I don't know. That just gets into the, like I said before, the politics of it. Like Alec Baldwin played Trump in a way you didn't like, so you want him to end up being a murderer. So I don't know. I don't, I'm not into that story part of it at all. Yeah, well, he's an obnoxious progressive in general. But yeah, uh, no, I just, I, okay, if you are into that stuff, go ahead. I watch baseball on TV. Some people find it boring. So you do your thing, I'll do mine. But the how if you were making a if you were in a play and supposed to shoot a fake gun and it went off and killed somebody, how do you suppose you would react as you sat there and talked to the cops? I have no idea what would be going through my mind. Holy freaking crap. Yeah, no kidding. What a horrifying situation for everybody involved and obviously mostly horrifying for the person who died and their family. Yeah, yeah. Now, I can believe that a giant movie star who's been treated a certain way for the past 40 years of his life... Alex Baldwin. ...is not used to anybody ordering him around or challenging him in any way on anything. That that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, sure, sure. But if it were Billy Baldwin or perhaps even Daniel Baldwin, nobody would be paying any attention to it at all. So, I don't know. No, Daniel Baldwin could go on a shooting spree and it would barely make the news. Uh, oh, sh- speaking of shooting sprees, man, there's some video out of South Carolina, I think it is, a Little League game where the little kids had to dive for cover because of all the gunshots. What happened? Just unbelievable. Uh, uh, do we have time for this? Why don't we, uh, why don't we uh, deal with that in the next half hour? Okay. Um, but it goes to a point we've made a couple of times already this week. Also, one more quick note. Uh, for history buffs who probably already know this, the Solomon Islands, we were just discussing China is in bed now with the Solomon Islands, not far from the coast of Australia. That was the site of the Battle of Guadalcanal. Oh, okay. If that rings a bell. Right. WW2 fame. Well, we'll be keeping our eye on that one. Um, if you miss an hour of the show and you want to grab it in the podcast, it's Armstrong and Getty On Demand. You go to armstrongandgetty.com to find all that sort of stuff. There's some Hunter Biden news out today that we ought to at least take a look like look at this story is definitely not over among other things on the way dr fauci's big announcement if you haven't heard it armstrong and getty 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Overwhelming majority of Americans don't want either Biden or Trump to run for president. Overwhelming majority of Americans don't want the current sitting president to run again, and that includes a lot of Democrats. So both parties are so wildly up in the air right now. I mean, I'm just sitting back and watching because I've given up on the whole party thing. I'm only interested in issues and policies. But uh, this is an interesting development. So you had the Kevin McCarthy phone calls that came out last week. Kevin McCarthy, who wants to be Speaker of the House, 
when the Republicans take back the House, which they will here in the next um, year. Uh, He wants to be Speaker of the House. He denied saying some things that then the phone calls came out that (laughs) contradicted what his denial was. Mostly, yeah. So, and also, can you become Speaker of the House if Tucker Carlson calls you a puppet of the Democrats, as he did last night? I don't know. Be interesting to see. Well, this is uh, good news for Kevin McCarthy. This just in. Kevin McCarthy just gave a full-throated defense of the New York Times tapes during a House GOP conference this morning. So he was meeting, meeting with all the Republican members of the House saying he was just floating scenarios about Trump's future, and he received a standing ovation per multiple sources in the room. If he got a standing ovation from that conference, he's fine. Yeah, the the outer, you know, 10% of the caucus, because you got to remember there are hundreds of these yahoos in Congress. 435, according to some counts, or something like that. Um you're going to find eight or ten on the fringes. It's like the squad and, and, and your Marjorie Taylor Greens and all. They make a lot of noise, but they don't have much significance at all. McCarthy, I've never gotten how he advances so far, but he's great behind the scenes, I guess. Fundraising is a big thing. Big, big thing. Oh, it's the biggest thing, sure. Uh, one other point on that. So Trump last week, somebody got a hold of Trump and said, did you hear what Kevin McCarthy said? And he said, and Trump basically said, I don't have a problem with Kevin McCarthy. I like Kevin McCarthy. So he gave Kevin still the vote approval, which I think from Trump's standpoint is, are you kidding? A guy who I don't care if somebody bad mouths me in behind, you know, on phone calls in private settings. I want somebody scared enough of me that they'll deny it in public. That's what I want. And right, so right. he's perfectly fine with that. Well, and getting back to the whole uh, whatever percentage of Americans don't want Trump or Biden to run thing, there's so much posturing. I know we're talking about politics and politicians, so it's obvious, but there's so many people who don't want Trump to run at all, but they know if they say they do, they'll keep the Trump crowd on their side. Trump's probably not going to run. I I still say he's not. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. Um, And so they get it both ways, and that's fine. It's the same crowd on the Democratic side who, who won't say, no matter how cruelly you grill them, they won't say, no, Biden's not going to run again. He's too friggin' old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but they, they know it with every fiber of themselves. Who's so, recording the phone calls and releasing them? That's what I find interesting. Yeah, I think it's somebody on the Republican side got to hatch it out for uh, Kevin McCarthy. It's one of your rogues. It's uh, If I had to pick one person, it's like, uh, you know, I'm in some sort of master's pool or something like that. you got to pick one golfer. If I had to pick one uh, congressperson, Matt Gates. <laughs> uh, a lot of the guesses are it isn't a sitting member. It's a staff of somebody because the staff are involved and they're around. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I'm Does not our, that into the Beltway crap. Do you so have the know. ability to, like our staff, Michael, you have the ability to record our phone calls and release them to the press if you want to? I mean, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, meanwhile, friends, here was the scene at a Little League ball game in South Carolina. Now, before you're too... Horrified or sickened, uh, none of the little kids were hurt. Everybody's okay. 
Apparently, it's part of a big park complex where they're playing ball, and a bunch of teenagers got into some uh, jaw and match, turned into a fist fight, turned into, of course, because if anybody's mad at anybody in some cultures, you start squeezing off gunshots, no matter how many little kids are around. And so the scene, and we were posting the video at armstrongandgetty.com, is, and these are, these are not big kids. They look to be maybe 10, 12 years old. The coaches are trying to convey to them, get down on the ground, get down on the ground. And the little kids are like, what's happening? What? Why are you yelling? What? Mm-hmm. Do what? Um, thank God nobody was hurt. But yeah, a bunch of uh, teenagers uh, outside the, the little ballpark area in a different part of the park got into an altercation, started squeezing off shots. And in some circles, the conversation will only be about guns, about how we need stricter gun laws. I guarantee not a single one of the guns used in that incident were acquired Ill, uh, were acquired lawfully. Uh, I can absolutely guarantee you that the people squeezing off shots have zero knowledge of gun laws nor any inclination to follow them anyway. It's a cultural problem. Does it fit in with the deaths of despair? I mean, people are so miserable they're willing to drink and drug themselves to death, either by accident or on purpose? Does it fit into that? Just life ain't that enjoyable anyway. Life's short. Uh, or uh, uh, my, uh, my, um, my attention span is short. I'm only worried about today, and today I feel miserable. I mean, does that fit into it? Or? Boy, that's a really intriguing question. It's, I think it's, uh, it's over there in the same neighborhood. If you know what I mean, there are cultures and there are times within a culture where life just seems cheap. God it doesn't it. seem precious and full of possibility and exciting and, and the rest of it. it just seems cheap. Oh, boy, if your life doesn't feel cheap, it's really disturbing to be around people who have that feeling. Right, right. Well, it's become a cultural norm in various uh, neighborhoods and parts of America. Nobody wants to talk about it, I mean, honestly. You talk about some short-term thinking. You just got into a gun battle, assuming you don't die over whatever this minor disagreement is. How do you think this is going to turn out? How do you think this is going to further your life in any way? No, nobody's even thinking like five minutes ahead on these decisions. Well, I think in a way they are, because uh, the people who squeezed off the shots, their credibility as a hard ass will increase in the neighborhood. Mm. Again, it, it's it's a cultural thing. You know, black lives unquestionably do matter. But if you're into the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, you ought to be spending all your time and energy on dealing with that cultural problem within a lot of urban communities, which are by no means exclusively black, but there are plenty of black communities that are like that, where minor disputes are settled with gun violence. How many rounds were fired there? It Holy was dozens. Cow. Yeah. That's oh, not like a person with a gun. How many guns were involved? That's crazy. Yeah, miraculously, nobody was hit by the gunfire. Several cars were, but no human beings ended up uh, killed or, or even injured. I wonder how often any of us are around someone illegally packing a gun and don't know it. Probably more often than I'd like to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that's an interesting question. Again, I, I don't know. No, no clue. So some news on the transgender front in the next segment, including uh, the expenditure of taxpayer dollars in a way that will surely make your head explode, and a, a potent, moving, and gripping account by a transgender adult talking about why kids should not be doing this. Hmm. Okay. 
ongoing conversation. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. If you miss an hour of the show, you can grab the Armstrong and Getty podcast on demand at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Armstrong and Getty Show. KFC has announced a rather unique gift for Mother's Day. It's called the Kentucky Fried... 
bouquet. It's a bouquet that's half flowers, half fried chicken, which is which would be the perfect gift if they combined Mother's Day and Father's Day into one single holiday. <laughs> I will say this, it's a lot better than the new Mother's Day gift from Arby's, the meat stick lipstick. <laughs> I could see a KFC bucket of chicken for Father's Day, yeah, right. I don't know many moms that want a bucket of KFC, but... Well, they want a bouquet. I thought, doesn't it include chicken? It's half flowers, yeah. half chicken. Yeah. Perfect. I just, okay. Mom has the flowers, dad has delicious chicken. Oh, okay. I get it. There you go. We got a bunch of Krispy Kreme donuts out in the newsroom. Just fantastic. Sasha brought them in. I said, why'd you bring those in? She said, I just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> she has risen in my estimation. Uh, an Illinois judge this week ordered the Bureau of Prisons, the Federal Bureau of Prisons, to find a qualified surgeon to provide the first gen- first ever gender affirmation operation. Gender affirming operation. That's not, It's not a sex change, Jack. It's a gender affirming operation for a transgender inmate in federal custody. So the taxpayers have to pay for this surgery. And it's got to happen by December when this person's sentence ends. In other words, if they can just hold off for eight months, then you do whatever you want. Because this obviously can wait. But no, a federal judge has said, nope, taxpayers got to pay in the next eight months. God dang it. That is something. We've, we've lost our mind. Absolutely lost our mind as a society. So uh, a friend asked an intriguing question yesterday. I will paraphrase. It's essentially asking if somebody is suffering from anorexia and believes that they are too fat, even though they're very, very thin, and they believe they need liposuction the rest of it. That's a psychological problem, and you would never indulge them in that. How is that different from gender dysphoria, where you have the body of a male, for instance, but you're convinced you're a female? How are those things different? Wow. They are. They are different. And, uh, you know, just in case anybody's about to freak out or, or, or call in PR or something, I thought it was a really interesting question about human psychology. Sure. Um, and, and so I dug into a, a little bit uh, about the psychological thinking about it. And a lot of the reasoning is it's circular. It's begging the question, which means you're you're answering the question by restating the question. For instance, I came across this. Because obviously the question is, if somebody claims to be a different sex than they are, is that a psychological problem that needs to be dealt with as opposed to you immediately go to a surgical uh, confirmation of that urge? Which is an absolutely appropriate question to be asking, especially when we're talking about children. And anybody who claims that's transphobia or something like that is sick in my mind. And if you are a, 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 a psychologically sound adult who believes that you uh, do have gender dysphoria and, and you've had the surgery and, and it's helped you, I wish you nothing but health and happiness through your entire life. And you can be my friend, you can be my countryman, my coworker, whatever, I don't care. Um, but it's absolutely a question worth asking. So I go digging for the answer to this question. And uh, this uh, leading website, first result on Google, first result says, those with body dysmorphia have a distorted view of how they look, while those with gender dysphoria suffer no distortion. They have feelings of anxiety and depression as they truly know who they are on the inside, despite this not fitting their biological sex. Even though the anorexic person would say, I 
legitimately feel like I'm fat. And I have anxiety and depression, too. So I went asking the question, and this is uh, for those who are into you know actual language, this is what begging the question actually means. It doesn't mean raising the question. I asked the question, why is the one a psychological problem and the other an indisputable truth? And the answer is because one is a psychological problem and the other is an indisputable proof. Uh, you just answered my question by restating the question. So, and I dug several more authoritative and kind of scholarly websites, and it was all the same answer. It was all, well, because the one ain't legit and the other one is legit. Okay, I just found that interesting. And then I came across this piece by a, a fellow by the name of Scott Nugent, uh, who writes, I am a 48-year-old transgender man. I was thrilled when the medical community told me six years ago I could change from a woman to a man. I was informed about all the wonderful things that would happen due to medical transition, but all the negatives were glossed over. Since then, I have suffered tremendously, including seven surgeries, and he goes into a long, long list of health problems. Um, uh, I'll go ahead and list them. Oh, uh, seven boy. surgeries, a pulmonary embolism, an induced stress heart attack, sepsis, a 17-month recurring infection, 16 rounds of antibiotics, three weeks of daily IV antibiotics, arm reconstructive surgery, lung, heart, and bladder damage, insomnia, hallucinations, PTSD, a million dollars in medical expenses, loss of home, car, career, and marriage. All this, and yet I cannot sue the surgeon responsible, in part because there is no structured, tested, or widely accepted baseline for transgender health care. Read that again, he writes. There is no structured, tested, or widely accepted baseline for transgender health care. Not for 42-year-olds, and not for the many minors embarking on medical transition in record numbers. This transgender man says it is not transphobic nor discriminatory to discuss this as we as a society need to fully understand what we are encouraging our children to do to their bodies. So if you want to get a liver transplant or a heart transplant, you have to be a uh, an acceptable candidate. You have to reach certain criteria before they will do it. And he's saying and then that the standards of care are well established at every level. And he's saying if you want to do the trans operations, there is no level that you have to reach they just do it well right and then then the procedures and how they happen when they happen who can perform them what the follow-up care should be there's i hate this expression it's a cliche but it's the wild wild west anybody can do anything so when a transition goes horribly wrong you can't sue anybody because there are no standards and and then he goes into a bunch of other details and i want to make sure i leave time for for the end of it during my post operation 17 months of sheer survival i discovered that transgender healthcare is experimental and that large swaths of the medical industry encourage minors to transition due at least in part to fat profit margins i was gobsmacked each day i researched more and and became increasingly appalled as i jumped from er to er desperately seeking help i realized that nobody knew what to do each physician told me go back to your original surgeon i was trapped like a child with an abusive parent and then he talks to some of the incredible suffering he went through. And here's here's the, the, the end part that I think is so important. And again, this is not like screaming at a teenager and saying, no, you're not, no, you're not, or, or anything discriminatory or mean. It's proceeding soberly, logically, scientifically, recognizing costs and benefits and not putting kids on this activist conveyor belt. 
Here's what I could not comprehend before transitioning and what I honestly believe no child is capable of consenting to, writes this transgender man. Decreased life expectancy. And there are links to all the documentation of this in this article, by the way. Increased risk of premature death from heart attacks and pulmonary embolisms. Bone damage, possible liver damage, increased mental health complications, increased chances of mood syndrome symptoms, higher suicide rates than non-trans populations, 12% higher chance than non-trans population to develop symptoms of psychosis, chance of stunted brain development, much reduced chance for lifelong sexual pleasure, higher chance of... Uh, sterility and infertility, no improved mental health outcomes, and not completely reversible. Again, his point that is that no child is capable of consenting to all those things, especially because if they're on that activist conveyor belt, nobody even tells them that those things are a likelihood. It is sick. Boy, that is really interesting. No long-term studies, none have been conducted on children who grow up uh, without the benefit of natural puberty. Nobody has any idea what the ultimate effect of the puberty blockers are. And I've heard plenty of doctors and plenty of transgender people say, no, 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 never do that to a child. Even for full-grown adults, it is, uh, it's interesting to me that it, it, we don't talk about what a major deal it is to surgically change from one body gender to another. That's a big deal. Right. As long as we have a couple more seconds, he, he it's this is longer, but he writes, peer-reviewed studies show a shocking correlation between gender dysphoria and autism, depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and other comorbidities. Additionally, it seems that many of these children are simply gay. Could pushing people on a one-way path to medical transition be a different form of conversion therapy? Wow. We need to ask and study these hard questions for the good of all children, but we're not, not in the mainstream media and certainly not in the Biden administration. That's a brilliant point right there. Is it a different kind of conversion therapy? We can't have an effeminate guy who likes other guys. We're going to turn you into a woman. Say the, the progressive activist. It's scary, folks. Just slow down. Not to children. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.